Thanks for listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast where we bring you the news you won't hear on mainstream media. New episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. Visit our website at www.politicalnewspodcast.us. Be sure to follow us on all platforms. We are on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcast, and many more. Now here is your host, the Kentucky Guy. Yep, that's right. It's me, the Kentucky guy, here hosting the Red Pill Current News Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for today's episode. and welcome to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. I'm your truth teller, the truth finder, the truth in life, the award-winning host of the show, the Kentucky Guy. Hope everybody's having a fantastic day today. It is a beautiful day here in the beautiful state of Kentucky. If this is your first time listening to the show, make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button no matter which platform you're listening to. Also hit that notification button so you know... Every time that we upload a new episode, we do upload two episodes a week. We are on 73 different audio platforms, including Apple iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and the list goes on. Also, for you wrestling fans, I do co-host with Donnie Cage every Tuesday and Saturday, the Against the Match Wrestling Podcast. We talk about pro wrestling, past, present, and future. Also, on this episode, if you'd ever, or on this show, if you'd ever like to be a guest on the Red Pill Current News podcast, you can always email me at olkentucky99 at yahoo.com. That's olkentucky99 at yahoo.com. Also, in the description below is all of our social media links, as well as merch shop, all that good stuff. Be sure to check it out website and goody goodies all right so let's get into some headlines going on in this big beautiful crazy world of ours first headline this is a follow-up from the last episode and it's breaking carl tucker carlson announces his new show published on twitter aha tucker carlson is back and he'll be posting his show exclusively on Elon Musk's Twitter. Just days after parting ways with Fox News, under a cloud of behind-the-scenes controversy and speculation, Carlson posted a video on Twitter, breaking his silence and hitting at future plans. Posting on Tuesday, Tucker Carlson announced that he is bringing, this is last Tuesday, by the way, he is bringing his show exclusively to Twitter. Quote, you often hear people say, the news is full of lies. But most of the time, that's not exactly right. Much of what you see on television or read in the New York Times is in fact true in the literal sense. It could pass one of the media's own fact checks. 
lawyers would be willing to sign off on it. In fact, they may have. But that doesn't make it true. It's not true. At the most basic level, the news you consume is a lie. A lie of stealthness and most indigenous kind, Carson began. Facts have been withheld on purpose along with proportion and perspective. You're being manipulated, he continued, before explaining how lies are told through omission. You, can't have a free, you cannot have a free society if people aren't allowed to say what they think is true, said Carlson. Speech is a, the fundamental prerequisite for democracy. Amazingly, as of tonight, there aren't many platforms left that allow free speech. The last big one remaining in the world, the only one, is Twitter, where we are now, said Carlson. Twitter has long served as the place where our national conversation incumbents and develops. Twitter is not, is not a partisan site. Everybody is allowed here, and we think that's a good thing. And yet, for the most part of the news that you see analyzed on Twitter comes from media organizations that are themselves thinly disguised propaganda outlets. You see it on the cable news, you talk about it on Twitter. The result may feel like a debate, but actually the gatekeepers are still in charge. We think that's a bad, and we think that's a bad system. I do too. We know exactly how it works and we're sick of it, he said. Starting soon, we will be bringing a new version of the show we've been doing for the last six and a half years to Twitter. Carlson announced, we'll be bringing some other things too, which we will tell you about. But for now, we're just grateful to be here on Twitter. I think that's amazing. Uh, his views, like the, the views that he just got on that announcement was crazy in the millions. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I'm kind of curious to see what it's going to be like without the restraints on. I know he's had restraints on him. At one time, I, used, I even called him a fake and said that his... Uh, that he was working, he just acted, he was another Sean Hannity, acting like he was a true conservative, and he wasn't. Well, come to find out, he really is the real deal. And that's why he lost his job, and that's why he's moved to Twitter. So, uh, pretty excited about that news, and can't wait to see what happens from there. Next headline. Comer. Key informant and Biden probe is missing. Republicans on the House Oversight Committee are having a difficult difficulty tracking down a key informant involved in the investigation into President Joe Biden, his son Hunter Biden, and other members of the Biden family. Representative James Comer, who chairs the committee, said this Sunday, Unfortunately, we can't track down the informant, the Kentucky Republican uh, told Fox News Sunday morning features. Uh, we're hopeful that the informant is still there. The whistleblower knows the informant. The whistleblower is very credible. He added, the informant is in the spy business, and they don't make a habit of being seen a lot. The nine out of ten people that we've identified that have very good knowledge with respect to the Bidens, they're one of three things, Homer said. They're either currently in court, they're currently in jail, or they're currently missing. Meanwhile, the committee has basic information concerning allegations made by the informant, and it's very serious, Homer said. It alleges that Joe Biden, when he was vice president, was involved in a quo pro quo with a foreign country in exchange for foreign aid, said Comer. This is very serious accusation. All the FBI has to do 
is say, yeah, we looked into it, and it wasn't credible information, but they won't answer our questions. Comer and Ch uh, Senator Chuck Grasley, Republican out of Iowa, have demanded a document from the FBI that the, a whistleblower in the case that shows allegations being made against Biden, against Biden, but the FBI was not turned over the Form 1023 document yet, the congressman said Sunday. All we're asking the FBI with respect to Form 1023 is, what did you do to investigate this allegation, said Comer. And they send us back a very patronizing letter basically saying, just trust us and don't worry about it. I mean, this is the pattern of behavior by the FBI that would suggest there's been a cover-up for many years with respect to the Biden influence peddling. Meanwhile, there are people that want to come forward, but honestly, they fear for their lives, Comer said. Not only are the Biden lawyers and the White House intimidating them, the media is trying to intimidate and discredit them as well. The public wants more information about whether Biden is involved in public corruption scene. Comer said, quoting a recent Ransman poll showing 7 in 10 Americans being very concerned about the matter. 7 in 10 Americans strongly support the work that our House's Oversight Committee is doing, investigating the Biden influence peddling, and we just need to get some cooperation from these different, uh, different deep state bureaucracies and are standing in our way, Comer said. The congressman also said that Biden has been making policy decisions that make no sense, including canceling the China initiative put in place under former uh, President Donald Trump and then Secretary of State Mike Cuomo said Comer. While he didn't entirely blame Biden's decision to end the program, Comer said, it looks fishy considering the record showing financial connections between the president's family and China. The China, the China initiative was an FBI operation that was investigating a spy ring in our colleges and universities, which just about every major, major university president, president in America would admit that there's a problem, said Comer. China sends students over here. They want to volunteer to be in our research and development programs, and they steal our intellect property and send it back to China. This has been happening for a decade. Every university president knows it. But Biden canceled that program. Gee, I wonder why. Saying it's racially profiled Chinese students in the United States, Homer said. Why would he do something like that when every major company in America complains about China stealing our intellectual property? That's one of the biggest issues we have with China, and yet Joe Biden took China's side and put China first, and America last. Now we find out his family received millions and millions of dollars from the Chinese Communist Party. It sure looks fishy to me. Man, lock him up, throw away the key. Lock him up, throw away the key. How many times do I have to say it? That whole family is crooked and needs to be behind bars. Ugh, it's not, it's not brain surgery. Everybody just needs to get on board and let's do it. All right, next headline. Senator uh, Manchin continues to be a thorn in Biden's side. U.S. Senator Joe Manchin, Democrat out of Virginia, West Virginia, is increasingly becoming a problem for President Joe Biden and other Democrats as he looks to be reelected in 2024 in the reddest of states, one in which Donald Trump defeated Biden by almost 40 points 
in 2020. In his latest move, Manchin last week threatened to oppose every one of Biden's nominations to the Environmental Protection Agency over regulation the agency will put forth on Thursday on emissions uh, from fossil fuels. Manchin has termed the regulation radical. He has accused Biden's EPA nominees of pursuing an, an extreme ideology and sharply criticized the Biden administration's plan for limiting power plants, greenhouse gas emissions. He is, quote, he is giving the administration fits, and I think he probably feels like they have it coming. They threw him under the bus with the Inflation Reduction Act and permitting stuff, and it looks to me, it looks like to me he's demonstrating a pretty serious effort to point that out said Senator Kevin Kramer, a member of the Senate Committee on Environmental and Public Works. He can hold whatever he wants, as, as we all can, and make it very difficult for them to advance nominees. And I say good for him. He deserves some concessions. However, however Senator Tom Harper, Delo, uh, Democrat out of Delaware, chair of the EPW Committee, told The Hill that he hoped to talk to Manchin about his opposition to potentially convince him that he may want to rethink that position and to find favor with some of the nominees, saying, I understand that sometimes we get upset, whether it's this administration or another administration. Because the GOP controls the House of Representatives, Biden successfully getting nominees confirmed by the Democrat-controlled Senate is something he could tout as a success for his re-election campaign. But... Manchi's threats could easily put that in jeopardy. Manchi, has, as a chair of the Senate Energy and National Resources Committee, could also hold up nominees that could come before his committee. And I say, more power to you. You know, let, let's be honest, Joe Manchi is still a left wing, and he can be a nutcase. He can. However, let's... Uh, you know, some things he has stood strong on. He's a very confusing politician to me. Very confusing. So I don't know really if, uh, I don't know. Is he one of the last true honest Democrats? Or is it all for show? I really don't know. Really don't. Here's a major headline. Representative George Santos. Remember us talking about him a long time ago? The new, the, new rep, the new rep, has been arrested, indicted on multiple charges. U.S. Attorney Bruin Peace told the news outlet that uh, indictment uh, targets Santos, who was first elected to Congress last November for his numerous purported fraudulent activities and blatant misrepresentations. The New York Republican congressman George Santos has been indicted and arrested on 13 counts relating to alleged campaign finance fraud, false statements to Congress, and theft of public funds, with the indictment seeking to hold him accountable for his brazen misrepresentation and fraudulent schemes. The Associated Press reported on Wednesday that Santos surrendered to authorities and is scheduled to make a court appearance later in the day. U.S. Attorney Byron Prince told the news outlet Okay, according to Fox News, sorry about that, the freshman congressman faces seven counts of wire fraud 
three counts of money laundering, one count of theft of public funds, and two counts of making materially false statements to the House of Representatives. Santos is accused of misleading donors by claiming that their contribution would be used for his campaign only to allegedly spend the funds on designer clothes, personal credit card debt, repayment, and other lavish non-campaign related, non related expenses. Taken together, the allegation in the indictment charged Santos with relying on repeat dishonesty and deception to ascend to the halls of Congress and enrich himself. He used political contributions to line his pockets, unlawfully applied for unemployment benefits that should have gone to New Yorkers who had lost their jobs due to the pandemic and lied to the House of Representatives. He is expected to plead not guilty. Well, what comes around goes around. This guy has been in the news for all the wrong things ever since he was elected to Congress. Ever since day one he was elected to Congress, he was, he has been in the news for the wrong thing. It's crazy. All right, so uh, next headline. This is a big one. Also, conservatives worried over the new Twitter CEO. <laughs> yep, they got a new one. Twitter CEO Linda Yaccarino, who succeeded the platform's owner, Elon Musk, on May 12th, already has conservative users up in arms. In comments posted on the platform over the past week, conservatives who flocked to the site under Musk's watch are portraying uh, her uh, ascension to the top spot as a return to so-called shadow banning and as a reboot a rebuttal of conservative views, Musk has defended the street report. Musk was thrilled in his tweet about naming her as CEO. At Linda Yentz, will focus primarily on business operations while I focus on product design and new technology. Looking forward to working with Linda to transform this platform into X, the everything app. Conservatives were not convinced, saying, quote, during her interview with you, she was most excited about your initiative to limit reach of tweets, which are deemed hateful. Freedom of speech, not freedom of reach. Roast the user about uh, interview uh, of Musk last month advertising conference in Miami. She represents advertisers, and her natural inclination is to limit speech and pander to those who push woke ideology on the world. You will have to watch her like a hawk, another user said. She was also thrilled to spend $100 million on social justice initiatives while on at NBC and forwarded government authorian propaganda. That way back to a normal life was to wear your mask. No doubt she'll bring in advertising revenue in the short term, but, her, but she's a long-term mistake. <laughs> Another posted uh, referred to her position as chair global ad, uh, advertising and partnerships at NBC Universal prior to joining Twitter, and as she promoted masks and vaccines to fight COVID-19. I hear your concerns, but don't judge too early. Musk urged, "I am adamant about defining, defending free speech, even if it means losing money." Other conservative critics focused on her work with the World Economic 
forum as an organization, an or, no, it was an it's an organization, Musk in January, accused of wanting to rule the world without people's approval. Yes, that's them. Spot on. According to the street, quote, she's not some one-time visitor of Davos, Switzerland. She's a junior leader within the organization and chair of a committee, which doesn't happen just because you're a nice person. You have to be connected to these reptiles heavily to get that. According to her LinkedIn profile, she is the chairman of the World Economic Forum's Task Force on Future of Work and sits on the uh, Economic Forum's Media, Entertainment, and uh, Culture Industry Governor's Steering Committee. A day after she, or her appointment, she spoke out, posting two messages, saying she was excited and ready to transfer the platform. Quote, this is from her, her tweets. Thank you at Elon Musk, the new chief executive officer posted May 13th. I've long been inspired by your vision to create a brighter future. I'm excited to help bring the vision of Twitter and transform this business together. She also added, quote, I see I have some new followers. I'm not as prolific as Elon Musk yet, but I'm just as committed to the future of this platform. Your feedback is vital to the future. I'm here for all of it. Let's keep the conversation going and build Twitter 2.0 together. However, conservatives still pushed back. Quote, your involvement with the World Economic Forum and the Ad Council, both which promote state-sponsored propaganda, censorship, and totalitarianism under the guise of a public-private partnership is the elephant in the room and needs to be addressed. One user commanded, adding, you likely have seen your own highlight reels full of corporate wokeness. I would address those as well. Elon Musk is committed to free speech. We need this commitment from you also. We wish you luck in your new role, but don't let us down. Musk has said they'll both take part in the live conversation on Twitter. As soon as Linda is ready, we'll do a spaces where you can ask us anything, the billionaire tweeted out May 12th. It's not just a distrustful conservative block the new CEO faces. She also has a heavy lift job of helping Twitter regain its credibility with advertisers. Uh, noting an exodus, exodus of advertisers worried about Musk's handoff approach to the contentary management, to the content management. Yeah, that would uh, that worries me just a little bit as well, because uh, he he's been right there since he bought the company, and he's kind of made sure everything was cohesive. And now he's got this lady, and I don't know why he hired her. Uh, you know, people change. I mean, I guess we can give her the benefit of the doubt, uh, but you know, her being a part of the World Economic Forum that high in them. I have very little trust and very little hope uh, for her future Twitter. We'll see. We'll see. I think uh, Elon Musk is the type of guy that uh, if he finds out that he was wrong, he'll admit that he was wrong and uh, he'll move on. And uh, let's see. Let's do one more headline. Uh, Biden's rape accuser, Tara Reid, issues cryptic warning. Quote, all roads lead to Joe Biden. In a recent uh, Twitter post, uh, Reed wrote, I want to make something clear. If something happens to me, all roads lead to Joe Biden. Wow. 
Biden's rape accuser, Tara Reid, took to social media this week to express her concerns for her safety. Uh, and she also said she wanted to know if something happened to me, to her, that she is not suicidal. And you need to look at Joe Biden. Reid made headlines during 2020 presidential election when she accused then-Senator Biden of sexually assaulting her in a uh, deserted hallway of a Senate building in 1993. Reid, who was a staffer at the time, alleges Biden forced himself on her and penetrated her with his fingers. Initially ignored by mainstream media, the New York Times eventually scrutinized Reid's allegations, which the Biden campaign attempted to portray as an extermination, but the Times firmly rejected the interpretation. In a recent Twitter post, once again, she said all roads lead to Joe Biden if something happens. She detailed the bullying, bullying, intimidation, and threats she has faced from the DNC political machine and claimed that neither the DOJ nor the FBI would silence her. Reid emphasized that she was a private citizen and a former Biden staffer who chose to come forward with the truth. Joe Biden, the DNC political machine, uh, I am not suicidal. I should not be under investigation, nor am I a foreigner. And she's right. They, they use intimidation on a private citizen or anybody. Uh, here's another quote from her. I will testify under oath in Congress, if asked, to do so and tell what happened and what I know, she added. The Biden corruption must end, period. Thank you. Uh, for And... Uh, at Margie Taylor Green and Matt Getz for inviting me to testify and caring about the truth. So she's willing to testify under oath in Congress about her experiences and the knowledge of the Biden corruption machine. Should be interested. She recounted and alleged, she recounted the alleged assault in March 2020, describing the moment she was alone with Biden in the hallway, his hands on her under her clothes and how he penetrated her with his fingers while kissing her and saying things she could not recall entirely. Wow. Oh, Sleepy Joe, you are a disgusting old man, aren't you, buddy? You're just, you're, just, you're, just, you're just a dirty old filthy man who needs to be locked up and the keys thrown away. All right, folks, that is all the time we do have for today's show. I just wanted to go over some headlines with you. Uh, we will be dropping another episode, maybe, maybe two, two more episodes this week. Uh, we're going to try to do shorter ones that way we can get more out to you. But uh, you've been listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. <laughs> With your host, the Kentucky Guy. And as always, God bless and God bless America. Thank you all very much.